We're talking about those areas where because a person has more of a because a person has a Yitzhahara, so it's, it's harder for him to avoid the Miksha. And the two particular points he's, he finds the Gemara which refers to is Gezel Vairais. The two areas where Nafish Adam Macham Dasan, a person has a taiva for them and therefore it's much harder for him to to be completely knocked in those areas because if Nakiyos means that a person has overcome his Yetzirah, these are areas where the Yetzirah is, is more dominant and it's harder to overcome. So he's going to give us an example first of that Gezel, what it means that a person um, may be avoiding the Isr, but he's not knocked from Gezel. And that's what he says. <laughs> Most people aren't outright ganavim. What does it mean, outright ganav? The hainu. She is lechol yad mamish b'mamin chaverim. They're going to put their hand into their friend's pocket. The kachas v'lasim v'kdem to steal and put it in their own in their own kaidim. No one. We don't see most people are going to steal to, in, in such such a brazen fashion. It's even the principle in halacha. We say chazaka. That if it's a what a person is holding on to is his, we don't assume that a person would go and grab by force somebody else's thing and brazenly claim it's his own. But Most people in their dealings with other people are tasting the taste of Gneva, which means it might not be outright Gazel, but it's tainted with Gazel. And that is Bamashayeru. He's going to give lots of examples. His first example. When they give themselves a hetzer in order to benefit from someone else's lust. And so, I'm allowed to do business. I'm making money. This is a very, very uh, common uh, a common place where the hetzer convinces people that it's mutter. And that is, can you benefit from someone else's mistake? You realize that they're underselling something you realize they posted the wrong price. You realize that whatever the case may be, that they're, that they're selling something which, without realizing, that it's actually more, worth more than they thought it was, or you're getting something more than they thought you were getting. So look, it's up to him. Like he set the price, I'm just buying it. And therefore, people are more ahead. That it's not a problem. It's not a problem. If, if, if he decided to, if he decides to do something without being careful enough or checking it properly what it's worth, so it's his loss. I mean, I don't take advantage of it. I'm stealing from him. They are shiny. They take a benefit. What are you talking about? Now, so how far does this go? How far does this go? In other words, in if a person, if a person knows that somebody else is saying something at a loss, is he mechuyif to go and say to him, by the way, I want to pay more? I think you're cheating yourself. If a person is offering a service and I think he's doing it too cheaply, am I mechuyif to say to him that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm paying you enough. I think that it's, it's a certain amount of gazel. How far does Zarafa take this? Because, let's take it the other way first. What, at what stage could the Meichas say, one second, uh, you know, I made a mistake when I sold you the thing. It was under the value it was meant to be. I want to, either want my item back, I want you to pay the real, the real price. When's the to do that? And this says rules. It's a rule of a no. And the rule we know is that not that not the Meichel was cheated, not that the Lekeach kind of pulled the wool over his eyes and convinced him to sell something less than its fair value, but he didn't make a mistake. 
he thought that what he was he, he pressed his things right, and that's why I sold them. I didn't realize I pressed them wrong, and now that I realize I made a mistake. So I'm coming back and I'm saying, look, I made a mistake. That's a dinavena. If this mistake is more than a sixth of its value, or exactly a sixth of its value, then he has the right to get money back. And if that's the case, let's say I can go to the store and I can see the mocher is doesn't know what happens in the market. He doesn't realize that he, what he's selling is worth much more than he's selling it for. So is there an issue of being ma'ana somebody, which means like fairly undercutting them what they deserve, not paying them a fair price because I'm capitalizing on his ignorance. And even though the halacha is, if when he finds out, he can come back to me and demand more money, but I'm hoping he won't find out. Or they say, forget about the money. If it's if if that shows you that it's a no, then it's the gather of I can't do that. And if that's the case, if you're going to go, before you get to the Musa, if you're going to go with the parameters of halacha, so then it would be also for me to buy something from somebody, knowing that he's un, un, he doesn't he's not aware that he's selling it for the wrong price. Now again, the question is how far does this go? Because uh, you don't always know the other person's cheshman. You know, sometimes people have a reason why they're saying things for cheaper. Do I have to go and check that? Do I have to say, oh, one second, is there a reason you, you're cheating yourself, or are you just making a mistake? Uh, if it's those things where the Torah says there's no no by such as property. That's always the big question. Such as property. So it's the, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, that there's no inova property, which means a person can't come back and say, I, you know, I, I wasn't paid fairly. Either I've paid too much or I've paid too little. There's no inova property. But the Rishonim asks the question, does that mean that there's no halachic responsibility to pay back on inova property? Or does that mean there's no issue of return of a property? Because it could be an Rishonim say this, that there's still an issue to cheat somebody in a property sale. He, never, he doesn't have the recourse to come back and ask for money back, or to give money back, or to get more, either way around. But it doesn't mean it's much to do. The issue of the tone is still a place. And if that's the case, then it's true. If a person knows that he sees a metzi on the market, and says, wow, I'm going to be the person to grab it. On the one hand, that's true. It looks like a great opportunity to make money. On the other hand, it could be a gazelle of a time gazelle. Why are we one step? Why is it that there's no number? That is a... What about... This is a question which comes up a lot of that today. And that is... There's a... How does the law get involved in this? In other words, they, they, I'm not sure exactly where this law begins, but I keep being told this. Apparently there's some law that if you post the price for something and the person buys it, so you have to honor the price. You can't, like, say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and not, once, they've, once they've paid for it, you can't undo the sale. Is it true or not true? I don't know. But that's what apparently is claimed. Now, that goes against it, you know. As if just because I posted the price and I was wrong and I didn't realize what it was really worth, so I'll pay a tire, I can get it back. But people always ask, the law is you can't. So you find some airline which processed tickets and they made some mistake in the cashman and they came out much cheaper than it's meant to come out. So I can say, great, now let's grab as many as we can, because uh, they're obviously making a mistake, and before they realize that, let me help what I can, or is it also? Now, and the, the, the mindset is, is that if a person is always looking to try and take advantage of somebody else's mistake, or of some, someone else doing the, of making, doing the wrong thing, now, then it's because it's time, time, guess So, this week, this week, someone came to ask, Friday, someone came to ask the best to ask the question. Apparently, I don't know where this began from, I think it's also, but apparently, um, by the Moroccans, 
there's a certain uh, superstition that you sell it in your store that if the first customer buys something, so you're going to have a good day. It's either, if the first customer comes into the store and buys something, so that means you're going to be successful that day and have a lot of good sales. And if the first customer walks out without buying anything, it means that no one's going to buy anything. Back in America? Uh, I think it's Nikosh. But whatever the case is, that's, uh, there is such a thing. Lemaise, uh, there's something similar in the Gemara about the person's first sale. But okay, that's not exactly the same thing. But there seems to be this Moroccan minute. So it's like in the Besara. And they know that there's a, a Moroccan virtue shop here in the Bukharin. And uh, what they did is they wait for 7 o'clock for the start to open. Make sure to be the first one inside. And they said, tell me, how much is that uh, chicken? It's 35 shekels a kilo. I said, no, I'm not buying it. So said, please, please, I'll give it to you for 15, 20, for 15, for 10. Just, just. <laughs> so I said, okay. So now I know this person has this in hand hugger that they're desperate to sell to their first customers. So I'll do it every day. I'll make sure everyone to be the first one there. I'll, I'll refuse to buy anything for anything nearly near its fair price. And he wants to cheat himself and sell to me for, for nothing because he's desperate to catch his first customer. And I'll take advantage of that. So, I'll can't tell him it's also. Because here the person knows what the real price is. And he knows that he's selling at a loss. And he has some Indian why he wants to do that. Uh, okay, the person's allowed to do it if he wants to. But if you're talking about the Siddhis Yisharim, if you're talking about Nikios, that's exactly what he's talking about here. It, it, there's a time gazel. You know you're taking advantage of someone unfairly. So it's because of his superstitions, because of his uh, belief that this is going to do something for him, which is wrong, it doesn't make a difference. But Lemaise, because of that, you know that you're going to cause him a loss. So it's important to do that. This is that. Even if I'll pay we can't say you have to give the money back. But for sure, it's taking advantage of somebody. It's the Gera Ava Gezel. What about waiting? Wherever, no one wants to sell. A person only sells because he has to. He'd always rather keep the things he has. I mean, I'm not talking about a, a factory who produces something. A person selling their own things. But would always much rather keep their furniture or their house or their things and sell them. They only sell because they have to. But now the question is how much are you going to squeeze the guy? In other words, he wants to sell his stuff. Well, he's obviously in a bad position. So if I'm going to play much harder to his buy, so he's going to have to bring the price down. That's in the gather. That's what he's saying now. That uh, I'm going to be mastered, but I'm going to be stuck here, but I have said that. I'm going to say, well, I, I, I have time. He's the one who's pressured for money. So, okay, let me play, let me play him out of it. Let me, let me negotiate. Let me try and push him as much as I can. Because he'll have to take a loss, more, as much as he can get. Because, so I can, I can afford to be tough, and I can afford to make him lose. And then again, in the rules of capitalism and business, that's fine. It's fair trade. But in the rules of Gezel, that's uh, Avak Gezel. I'm taking advantage of his loss. What if it's not to die for me to do it for more? So no, 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 no. I don't have to buy something. Can I say to listen, this is what it's worth it for me. Maybe you can get better somewhere else. For sure. Else. I can tell listen, I think you can get better from anybody else. This is the most I can afford. Please be my guest and find another buyer. If you can't find anyone else, come back to me, that's what I'm willing to pay. Then I'm not taking advantage of him. I'm not pushing him to lower his price. I mean, you, can, you can go insult anybody else. Same thing like I said before. If a person was already misyash, a person already mafkir the thing. I wasn't nene, I wasn't mistaken from his hefset. Hefset happened already. It's like I found an available in the street. The hefset happened already. Then I'm allowed to take it. That's not a problem with gazel. But a gazel is that I try to push him down, which means to give him less than he could have got, for, because he can't help it. He has to. He'll have to sell. That's a, example. There's going to be many more. What I'm loving here in the gazel. Like take no, take zol, like tanya shak. The many, many subcategories within the broad heading of, of being dishonest in business. 
not to steal, not to, not to withhold someone's salary, not to deny them what they are, not to lie about the facts, not to take advantage of them, not to, so to speak, classic glory, not to encroach on their territory. All these things which are bad and gazel are considered part of the normal way that people that people trade, the normal way that business works. And that means matter. And all of them involve many Yisraeli. Not just what, something which is nikar mufosim, it's well known and it's clear that this is robbery, this is uh, unfair, so to speak, business practice is also. And a call, anything which will bring to a gazelle, anything which will bring to being dishonest in the business, that's already considered also, which means even if it's many stages away. So, for example, one of the examples it gives is Latasa Gloria which means don't encourage someone else's business. Now, again, the, the whole theory of how the free market works is that there's no monopolies. If, if, if I can offer a better service or a cheaper service, so then why can't I encroach in your business? I'm, I'm helping the consumer. And if I get more, if, if I can offer a more attractive product and I'm going to take away your whole client base, that's fine, that's fair. But says the, says the message, sorry, but at some it's also. But at some it's, uh, it's, it's gazelle. For the same reason. If the Torah says that a person has a certain niche, a certain market, a certain, so to speak, parnasa, so for me to go and undercut his business, for me to go and take away all his customers is awesome. Now, there's a very famous chaznish in the chaznish. And he says, imagine somebody would come along and say, I had a thriving business. This guy opened a, compet- a competition right next door to me, and now I'm closing down. He took all my customers. So Chazanish says, what would the basin do? If the storekeeper has now lost, uh, or the first person in his business, has now lost his business to his, the new competitor opened up, how would the basin deal with that? Listen, listen to what Chazanish says. Chazanish says, it depends. If it would be a craftsman, or a workman, or a storekeeper, or something like that, then in any of those cases, the halacha is the second person, is uh, he's been over an Esther of Asagaskabul, of taking away, encroaching someone else's business, taking away their, their Parnassa, and based on that, I have to pass it against them, and we can do whatever we can to try and rectify the situation. Okay? But, and this is the fascinating part, says Chaznesh, if we're talking about two Melamdim, the first guy had a base Medrash, he had a Yeshiva, he's going to complain, he had a Yeshiva, he had a Talmudim, everything's going fine. And the guy opened up next door is a different yeshiva, and he managed to draw Matamim to him, and I'm closing down. He's talking about students away. Or he, was, he had a school, and a, and a new school completely opened up, and they outfirmed me, and now everyone went to them. And if that's the case, now I don't have, a, I have to close down. So now I'm taking him to Bastin. It's not fair. He's talking about my business. In that case, Salacha is, since the Gemara said, he's entitled to do that. It says when it comes to teaching Torah, then you're allowed to go into competition. What's the reason? Because, right, there's no in And if that's the case, it's not Gazel. He did the right thing. He's quite okay what he did. So he said, oh, the, the, the Maisa, the first grief party in both cases, he's come with the same complaint. I lost my business. The Chazdish uses as a raya that what's considered Gazel 
is based on what the Torah allows you to do. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if the Torah doesn't allow you to open up a pizza store and enter someone else's pizza store, <coughs> so then it's also what you do, and you take away his customers. If the Torah does allow you to open up a cheder next door to his cheder, you're doing nothing wrong. And even if you're benefiting from his loss, and even if you're taking away his students, and even if I'm actively trying to take away his students, I'm publicly you know, uh, offering whatever benefits I have that he doesn't, that's fine. And the Chazit Jesus is to prove that the gather of what's mutam, what's asr, is defined by what the Torah does. And therefore, as we said before, therefore, is it mutter to, so to speak, uh, any business practice? Besides, for is it legal in today's world of business? But if the question is, is it mutter to the Torah? So then it's a question of, does the Torah allow it or not? And if the Torah doesn't allow it, then it's because of Gaza. And if it's, uh, the Torah says it is allowed, then there's nothing wrong with doing it. And it's always a question. Uh, and it's not an easy question to answer. But uh, let's say, a person's walking in the street. And they find an unmarked envelope with $10,000 inside. Now they're pretty sure whoever lost that money is going crazy. Uh, it's a fortune. And I don't know what the person borrowed the money for. It was for a customer to pay back, pay debts or whatever it was. It's a big amount of money. Most people walking the streets can't afford to lose that much money. And if I ask the question, what shall I do? Am I to keep it? Or shall I give it back? Shall I try to find the person that lost and give it back to them? That the halacha says, if I find money in the street, it's yours. So, so it's, it's a certain amount or a certain package. If there's something right, if it's clear, if there's a clear way of, of identifying it, identifying it not. But if it's just unmarked bills in an envelope of them, there's no way to, there's no way to identify that. So that's the case. Am I stealing by taking it? I'm not stealing by taking it. Is it maybe if Nimish or Sadin? That's a different story. It's a different story, but I'll pay halacha. It's something which is also to do. It's not also to do. Whereas if I find $10 in a wallet, and the wallet has an identifying feature, it's absolute gazel. It's something which you can give back. You're not to give it back. Anyway, so let's come back to what we said before. That's the, 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 the Torah, the Chaz says, the Torah defines what's Muta and Oster, and now we made it. What, what's the Torah says, Oster is gazel. And there's a remnant in the Sishar Masa. He says, Henko Elichi Luke Dinim. These are all the Chiluki Dinim Shabbat And therefore we have to know the Dinim. We have to know the Dinim, what's Mutter and what's Asr, because uh, what's, what the Torah says is Asr, even if it's the way business runs, but the Torah says is Asr, it's Asr, so it's, it's considered a Gezer. There's a very famous story of one of Israel's Talmudim uh, who came to him and told him he had been a Shaykhet. And he decided, told him, I'm giving up Shaykhet. I'm going into business. So the Shalat am I giving up Shaita? So he said, Venu, uh, it's just too much of an achrais. You know how many halachas are in the knife, and if you cut the wrong way, and you stop for a second, and you didn't check the lungs properly, you'd be mashed up to and you it's too much for me. Uh, it's too much of an achrais, I don't want that anymore. So the Shalat said, you're going to business? He said, you don't have achrais every time you do a transaction, you're not stealing from somebody, you're taking advantage of them, you're not being dishonest to them. So it's a much bigger achrais. Uh, why aren't you scared of that? And it's a mindset that most people don't have to business. When it comes to shechita, okay, so you knows, you know, seconds uh, hagram or seconds uh, shahir, uh, hesitation is going to pass all the carbon. I don't check the knife, it's a tiny nick of the knife, I pass all the carbon. It's a pass all the, 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 the animals, it's a But when it comes to business, people don't think that a slight mistake like that is I'm being over in the That was the uh, way of looking at it. Other 
you, you're dealing with other people's money. It, it needs the same, if not more, the same level of zeros. The same level of uh, caution because anything which is now Alpida Terra is already Yavrinissa. Now, Kafah has said this. Well, in the Amr Khazakhan, Rahli wants an Hedrin, but it's Aisha's He didn't defile his friend's wife. What that refers to is Shalayar Domis Khaveri. He didn't take away his friend's business. He didn't take away his friend's business. And Vakfar, Hoya Behuda, Oise, Lechenboni, Shalayi Khalik, Klaus, Vakos, Mutsunakos, Yelena Ginsh, Yavoy Atzla. Behuda says that if you have a storekeeper, you can't offer treats to any kid who comes to buy in his store. You can't incentivize because other stores say it's not fair. You know, we're selling the same thing and you, you ta- you're stealing the market by giving incentives for coming into your store. Maybe held it was also. It's, it's taking away from other people's uh, other people's customers. So why don't you pass like him? They say back to me in the mission. They said, you're giving out nuts, you give out candies. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking away something you can't do the same. But so it is. It's true that you could also give out the money, but I don't want to. So you're making me take a loss of, of matching your price or, or giving what you're giving in order to get customers. But it's also taking away from somebody else. If you're not taking away from the customers, you're taking away from their, from their, from their profit margin. And Chachamol is not called Gaza. Not even about Gaza. Chachamol is Mata. And the reason Chachamol is Mata, and that is an interesting point, it depends what you do. In other words, being as it's something which is considered a fair thing to do in business. That's okay. So it's, uh, it's not. It's not like you're taking away someone else's profit. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, just like the say advertising. I told my this my, my competitor. Listen, if you didn't advertise, I wouldn't waste money advertising. It's only because you decided to start taking a full page adverts now. You made me, made me do the same thing. And the answer is that's not a time. A is that's not an that's not an argument in business. It has, it's not something I'm doing to affect you. It's something I'm doing to promote myself. I'm allowed to do that. If it's going to force you to do the same. That's not considered I'm doing it against you. The issue is only something I'm doing to take away from you. You know, there's something that's against you. But the fact that I'm promoting my service, and that's going to force you to fix up your service too, that's not awesome. But uh, going, we're going to the side, and the side is that anything which is against the halakha automatically becomes in the category of, uh, of, of Gezel. And therefore, he says, it says in the show, if a person wants to be Nizah, it's not just an outright stealing. It's the Zahiris in everything I do when it comes to business, that I'm not um, that I'm being super careful not to do anything which is against the parameters of the Torah has, because I'm careful not to don't want to get into the territory of Gezel.